Gospels. So given that this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is reported by all of the evangelists, it's important, it's got to be important. That teaches us that it's very significant uh, as another messianic sign and as more of the fulfillment of the divinity of Christ revealed as God who will provide, a God of providence, a God who provides. So in the gospel this morning, uh, we have a large crowd following Jesus. They've seen his miracles, they've seen his signs, and in a way it's a little bit reminiscent of or uh, echo of God's people following uh, the pillar of cloud and fire through the desert when he led the people of Israel up out of Egypt, which is alluded to in the Jeremiah passage that Father read, and fed them with manna from heaven miraculously. Just as that was a miracle of provision, Jesus sees the need for provision here. And so he goes up onto the mountainside and it's the Passover season, springtime, uh, huge crowds, everybody filling Jerusalem with expectation and excitement. And now they see this preacher, this rabbi, who's performing signs and wonders and, and miracles. And part of the dimension of this is that this time of year, this Passover time was their major festival. They would come to Jerusalem. Part of the feeling, the fervor, the excitement of that time was anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. Uh, the Messiah as a liberator, as a, a king, as a new David, uh, as the one who would free them, among other things, from the oppression of the Romans. And Jesus is aware of that as well. So seeing the crowd and the enthusiasm of the moment, the huge mob of people, he decides to use this as, you might say, a teachable moment, if we could use that expression, for Philip and the other apostles. So he says to Philip, uh, where, where can we buy bread so all these people can eat? And he knew what he was going to do, but he was giving Philip an opportunity to give a response. What was his level of faith and confidence in Jesus? So Philip didn't do all that well, did he? He said uh, in, in one translation, 200 denarii of money isn't enough to buy food for these people. Now a denarius is a day's pay. So he's basically saying eight months pay couldn't feed all these people. Well, that was a kind of Debbie Downer response. Uh, he didn't do that well. I'm not saying I would have done any better. But then steps forward Andrew, Peter's brother. And Andrew is always bringing people to Jesus. If you read all the Gospels, you'll see that Andrew is uh, something of an intercessor or go-between for Jesus and people who want to interact with him. Andrew does a little better in a way. He says, well, there's this boy over here. He's got five barley loaves and a couple of fish. But what's that with, with this crowd? So he too is a doubter. And Again, would any of us done any better? I don't think I would have, but Jesus says, uh, well, tell everybody to sit down in the grass. And this being springtime, again, the field, the mountainside is a grassy slope, a comfortable place. And he, he takes these barley loaves and these fish, 
And first he prays, gives thanks to God, and miraculously, these are multiplied to be distributed. And you notice the gospel says he gives the food that is produced by this to the disciples, the apostles, and they in turn distribute it to the people. Another figure, you might say, example of how we treat the Lord's Supper in our worship services and and celebrations here in church. Well, it's very interesting that this gospel narrative from John is clearly an eyewitness report. This is somebody who was there, who saw it happen. It's the best evidence, if you will, of the truthfulness of what we're being told. I have to confess as a retired lawyer, I love the way the scriptures and the gospels are full of evidence. We're, we're believers in something that's true, that actually happened, that's recorded as a factual event. You know, we profess that Christ was crucified under Pontius Pilate, a historic, verifiable figure. This miracle records details uh, that there's 5,000 people, men, 5,000 men. So presumably there were women, children. Some estimates are 15 or 20,000 people might have been there on that mountainside. So that's one detail. Another one that's easy to overlook is he says there's barley loaves, five barley loaves, not 12, not three, but five. And barley loaves, I have read, were the uh, cheapest form of bread, the inferior quality bread, if you will. The wheat bread was the more appealing bread for the people of greater means. So this was a little boy or a young boy without a lot of money. He probably had, his mom probably packed his lunch, said, take these barley cakes, these little small cakes of barley bread and a couple of sardines basically and go hear this preacher. So he comes forward and and Andrew sees that he has a little bit of food to share and deliver and he gives it to Jesus and Jesus multiplies it miraculously. And we have these these little facts, these little verification uh, pieces of evidence here that help us to believe and trust in the truth of this. And when they're done, Jesus doesn't just give them enough, he gives them more than enough. They eat their fill. It's not just like they had a little bit, but somehow these five little, you know, cupcake-sized or English muffin-sized barley loaves feed 15 or 20,000 people. It's, it's spine-tingling. It makes the hair stand up on the back of your head to imagine it, and it is a true event. There's just no question about it. It's in all four Gospels. John's account of it is clearly an eyewitness report. And I know that the skeptics and the so-called Bible scholars of the 19th and 20th centuries tried to eliminate everything miraculous from Scripture and tried to undermine this, but uh, I don't think there's any way that you can lack confidence in in a report like this so thoroughly documented and so powerful. So the part of the gospel that we don't have in the reading today is not only does the crowd acknowledge that this is miraculous, this this must be the prophet, uh, somebody we've expected, but they also are so stirred up that Jesus senses that, wait a minute, 
the messianic, messianic enthusiasm is getting out of hand here, possibly. It's not time for me to be shown as the Messiah. They're expecting a secular ruler and king. That's not what I'm here for. So he withdraws up the mountainside after the performance of the miracle. So this is all part of God revealing his plan, Jesus showing the people who he is. And the most wonderful thing about it is Jesus, God provides as God always provides. So may we trust in that this morning and rest in it uh, with confidence. And thanks be to God, we have stories and narratives like this so full of verifiable evidence that give us assurance that the scriptures are telling us the truth. Amen.